0: Fight in the set. Action.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a podcast where we make up a movie for you very quickly based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am joined by three of the Hollywood elites today. We have our writer, Ben, who is Colin Mockery's barber. We have our director, Kyle, who is Gary Busey's dentist. (laughs) (laughs) And we have our producer, Kara, who is Paul Rubin's tailor. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. (laughs) Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, I'm okay. (laughs) Here is your prompt. The theme of this story is surreal revenge. The main character is an open-minded wanderer. The start of the story is education, and the end of the story is compromise. You have three minutes.
2: All right, so first, I just want to get off the bat that that this Sesame Street movie might be controversial, um, but uh, just bear with me, okay, because I think that it'll be very important. So we're really aiming at the people who grew up with Sesame Street and are now adults. So. Big Bird, you know, you start you at Sesame Street and Big Bird is, you know, just having his educational thing about, like, vowels or whatever, and mm-hmm. then, you know, he starts to realize that, you know, he's been doing this for a really long time now, and he's like, wait a minute, I know all this, you know, like, I should go to college or something, and so, you know, he, so he decides, you know, he's going to leave again. I know we're taking a bit from the original Big Bird movie, but hear me out here.
3: The one where he gets lost in Japan.
2: No, this is the one where he goes on the road and they have to follow that bird and you know it's kind of like Mad Max-ish where all the people are following him in a car. But, but that's not this movie, okay? This movie, um, Big Bird realizes that the people of Sesame Street have been intentionally trying to keep him dumb because he's too marketable. Um, so <laughs> Big Bird is trying to find um, who is responsible. So you know we get really meta. He's trying to, I guess, revenge. Um, you know he and Snuffleupagus can team up with him. You know this will be the real Snuffle. Well, no, we're taking it back to imaginary Snuffleupagus before it became a real character. But anyway, so he's off trying to get revenge on whoever's responsible for this. And you know, um, you know we can throw in some of the old the other characters. Like Oscar could be all for it because he's grumpy. And um, but Elmo is not having it cuz he's saying like no we got to we got to get this bird back um and through the course of the mystery of course it turns out that elmo is the one who's keeping everyone down he cuz he's the one who you know he got brought in he conquered sesame street he made a whole section about himself and you know he's kind of responsible for keeping everything you know down and trying to keep them from learning or expanding beyond their what they should know like if this were realistic Further lessons would be about calculus, but you don't see a calculus puppet. You know, he's stuck in first grade or kindergarten or whatever. I haven't seen the show in a while. But anyway, at the very end of it, so he, so Elmo and Big Bird get into this big confrontation, you know, at the Muppets theater, you know, we'll bring a little tie in there. And then at the very end, um, rather than get into a big fight, though, they decide that they're going to compromise, find a mutual ground. Um, Big Bird is going, will be allowed to discuss more intelligent subjects in his sections, um, but we will still be making guest stars with Elmo, and in the end, you know, Sesame Street evolves slightly, and it's kind of like up to interpretation if you think that's a good thing or bad thing.
1: Okay, do you have a title for this movie?
2: Uh, yeah, so I want to play off a uh, followed-up bird, so this is gonna be Evolve the Bird.
1: Evolve the Bird. Yeah.
2: All right, Kyle, the script. Evolve for
1: that Evolve That Bird. Evolve That Bird. Okay. So, Kyle, the uh, script for Evolve That Bird has come across your desk. It's a little bit coffee stained, uh, a little bit tear stained, a little bit blood stained. What's, uh, what's coming next? It's you not gonna my blood. It's going to be interesting.
3: Well, um, I'm really. I always wanted to work on a big IP based movie. Um, I was thinking Marvel, but I'll settle for Sesame Street because that's. You know, that's in the hearts and minds of every American child, and it's in a whole bunch of other countries now. So this thing has a real, even though the, the Muppet characters are all weird in the foreign countries, just like they aren't Big Bird and everything. As opposed to here? They're, they're different Mupp- Well, I mean, this is the OG Muppets here. Okay. So, you know, it's pretty cool It's broad appeal. I'm a little concerned about the title, because we're going to have a real hard time selling this movie in the Bible Belt. Because evolution is evil and not real, according to them. I mean, they just got built done, done building that stupid arc that they think is real. So we may want to consider the title if we're going to make this marketable, but that, that's not my job. So just, we'll, we'll put an asterisk by that title. That'll be our working title for now. I kind of like where this is going to education, but why do we want to make this a full... This is going to be targeted towards the kids who grow up.
2: Oh, What's it's that targeted. To, it's targeted to the adults.
3: I know. Why? Why do we care about the education or anything? So this is gonna be a straight up Kill Bill revenge flick. So Big Bird is gonna go away on a road trip, and he's gonna establish himself in a nice like artist commune, like out in Portland somewhere. And he's gonna be living the dream. He's gonna be. He's gonna be with some kind of like. Retired math professor in this commune in Portland who's teaching him advanced theoretical mathematics and everything the stuff that big birds always wanted And we're gonna counteract that with Elmo Elmo's out for blood. How dare big bird disturb this ecosystem of education and Merchandising money. They're making hand over fists So Elmo's gonna assemble his team of bloodthirsty Muppets Grover as Super Grover, but actually not competent, very potent. Super powered, ready to go. Um, You're gonna have, uh, or Snuffleupagus is real, but now he's a battle Snuffleupagus with armor and stuff. And he has a thing, he has like the Mad Max, like spiky thing that he rides on top, just like a Mad Max villain. And Oscar the Grouch is there riding. He's got all the Muppets, big birds on his own. He has no support whatsoever. We're going to do the whole thing kind of like a road trip movie with Elmo cutting a swath of blood across the United States. This is where we get surreal because people see their Elmo just killing people with a katana because katanas are cool. People are just going to lose it in the best possible way. I mean, so he, he's going to go up and he's going to kill other intellectual properties. We'll get some some lesser ones that have been absorbed along the way. Like, Elmo's going to kill GoBots along his way to kill them. He's going to He's going to run into Chuggington, which is like the cheap, generic rip-off of Thomas the Tank Engine. And Elmo's just going to be like, you're either with me or against me, and all of them stand in his way. So this wake of blood and toy train animated characters. And there's an ultimate standoff in this nice waterfall forest in uh, Portland with Elmo and Big Bird. Big Bird's going to finally at least get an even hand, so they have to decide to let Big Bird permanently leave Sesame Street. And then Elmo will go back to ruling his empire. I have an important question for you. Yes. The important question is Are you keeping the original cast of Sesame Street in these roles? Everyone who's still alive, yes. We're just going to use, we're not going to go outside, we're not casting, bringing any new characters. We're not going to bring in, you know.
2: Um, just so you know, Frank Oz sometimes doesn't do the voices if he feels that it deviates too much from the character. But, sure, you well, know,
3: really, it's not that hard to get a guy that sounds like Frank Oz. Like every every fanboy in the world can do a Yoda impersonation. All right. So. All right. So, Kara, the
1: uh, script for tentatively titled "Follow That Bird" has come across to your desk. Follow uh, that bird. That bird. Follow that bird. Evolve, evolve that, that, that evolve
3: bird. Follow that bird was the first. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. So evolve Big that bird yeah. movie. Uh, evolve <laughs> that bird. Um, it uses Sesame Street characters in a surreal revenge fantasy. What do you think? Uh,
0: what's it going to take to get this movie made? Well, I, I definitely, I love the premise. I. You know, this is something that is really lacking in the Muppet revenge genre. So I I really stand behind this project, I really want to see it made. However, Kyle, when shopping this film, it has been discovered that your father's second cousin, the rice removed, is related to Ilya Kazan. So unfortunately that's kind of blackballed you in the community. Um, they they swore they would never work with your family ever again. Uh, I'll
3: direct under a pseudonym. It's okay.
0: That that is an option. That is an option. Yeah. You know. But I, I feel so strongly about this that I actually made a Kickstarter campaign and threw in fifty thousand of my own money. But to 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 get this film made, I think we're going to have to piggyback a little bit on some other. F- you know, profitable Kickstarter's uh, such as Kung Fury. You know, to try to get try to get more nerd money. And so I th- I think we may have to market it a little bit more. Of like, so you
3: don't know have a budget for us? Well, this movie I lit without any money. Oh, uh, wh- this how Hollywood works these days. Yes,
0: this is how Hollywood. It's an indie film. It's going to give us indie cred. We're gonna we're gonna shop it to all the big festivals. This will this will happen. This will also get us so much critic appraisal. It's gonna be fabulous. Uh, but like I said, we we piggyback off of the Kung Fury, and I think we I think we just have to change it from Evolve That Bird to Feathery Road. Hmm. I, you know, a, a, a post apocalyptic dystopian Muppet. Flick.
3: Oh, I can film as apocalyptic. That's. I was just thinking modern, but.
0: So, like I say, fifty. We'll we'll start with fifth. Oh, oh, wait, look. Oh, oh. see it's. I see it's already coming up. A second, second. I type in Kung Fury. They think a sequel's going to get made, and look, the money's already rolling in. Oh, oh, we're up. we to a hundred thousand. So, we can work with this. We might not be able to get Frank Oz, but if we shop conventions, you know, with Comic Con coming up. I'm sure we can get some voice actors.
1: Okay. (laughs) Anything else you want to add?
0: Um, uh, We may have to make Elmo a little bit less likable.
3: I already have a murdering people.
0: Yes, but he's <laughs> literally a cute, he's murdering a cute, people. That doesn't stop people from liking him. Like that you
3: can't even tell the he's already red, so there's no bloodstains.
0: That that like is he's a,
3: custom made for a murder spree. That
0: that is a help, but I think we're gonna have to like you know do full on like Doctor Doom. Him. you know, he's gonna have to have the mask. He's gonna have to look a little bit a little bit more menacing for people to believe that he is. As evil as we're making him out to be, we we got to have a a clear distinction between good and evil. That that all.
3: I don't don't, don't if Elmo came after me with a katana, I'd probably (laughs) crap myself to death. (laughs) Just saying.
0: Well, it's it's kind of like being afraid of the Snuggle Bear. It's it's you know it's he's cute, he's cute and fluffy, and we we don't want to market this to the current, you know, kindergarten generation too much by making Elmo, something that their kids are gonna recognize. They're they're gonna bring the children to this movie and they're going to have freaking nightmares for the next 30 years. We don't need that kind of publicity. So I think we're gonna have to, you know, disfigure him a little bit, make him a little bit more...
2: I I have some ideas for that. Oh,
0: perfect, perfect. We'll run with that. So our so. budget
3: is a hundred thousand dollars, and that's so far. Yeah. So far, counting out the Kickstarter's cut of about ten grand. Yeah. All right. So so far you have ninety thousand dollars
1: to make your movie. You done last week. Uh You've got uh, a handful of, of updates to these characters and the way things are going to work. What uh, what comes next? How are you going to make this script really shine?
2: Okay. So I drank a lot of scotch last night. I had an all night brainstorm, and I got some ideas. Okay. So first off, Elmo angry eyebrows okay now on most things if you see angry eyebrows on a puppet you know since they don't move that much it really expresses you know their emotions okay second i can see that so i had two ideas based on what you were saying first off piggybacking on successful kickstarters uh don't hug me i'm scared it's an online series about sesame street characters who then like horrible things happen to them like they usually die or get cannibalized, you know, go watch the show. Okay. So anyway. They're not actual Sesame Street characters. No, they're they're XP's. But we can get those. They're they're puppeteers. You know, they apparently, I'm guessing they hate Sesame Street, so I'm sure they'll be fine with it. Now, post-apocalyptic, here's what the really big change I made. So. So we still have the same opening, you know, starting out on Sesame Street. It starts out a normal Sesame Street episode, which then will contrast how dark it is later. But it turns out that Sesame Street, um, so this is actually the year 3000, and the world has been destroyed, but Sesame Street exists as this uh, virtual simulation. It's like this giant holla box, and you know, it's like, you can't leave, they keep saying like, you can't leave Sesame Street you know, like a play on it, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? It'll be, can you tell me how to leave Sesame Street? And no one can. It'll be kind of like Michael Bay's The Island. Um, <laughs> <when> <laughs> so Big Bird leaves that and then, uh, you know, we're really gonna go on a deconstruction of um, so many things that Sesame Street teaches us, show how real they are, you know. We're gonna have the one character I'm gonna bring back from the old Sesame Street is those aliens, because those aliens were freaking creepy. So, so, and... Meet, 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 uh-huh guys? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, they'll be kind of like the mutants that are everywhere. Uh, and we can even tie it into that episode where they show up by saying, like, they had, they'd come in and their language was saying, you need to escape, you need to get out, but no one could understand them. So it'll be kind of like adds a new feeling to the next, last 20 years of continuity. So that'll be... Um, yeah, and, you know, the whole Sesame Street simulation was just to keep... The surviving children, ignorant to the outside world, and yeah, you know, I think we can add some dark humor to it. You know, I, uh, I I'm thinking we can really, you know, if we bring on the DMIS guys, they can really think of some great ideas. You know, just sort of awkward humor, and yeah, I think just to keep costs down, let's keep the Muppets out because then we don't have to deal with Disney, the Muppet Muppets. You know what I mean? So yeah. The final confrontation will be on over Jim Henson's grave. And, you know, let's put some rumbling under it to show that he's rolling in it.
1: It's literally over his dead body. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So, Kyle, you've got your uh, script revisions. You have yeah. uh, $90,000
3: with more pending to make uh, this movie. Not tons of money, but if we're doing post-apocalyptic and we're using some indie guys as the puppeteers... Yeah. The voices will sound a little off, but, you know, they've honestly, all Muppets have sounded wrong since Jim Henson died, so let's be honest with ourselves and just accept it. We, except for the Frank Oz ones, but we're not going to get Frank Oz. He's not going to leave his condo just to help us. Um, I'm, I'm digging the post-apocalyptic, so I'm guessing in the script, like, the physical thing of Sesame Street's hologram, all the puppets and people are still real, surviving right. in it. So, I'm going to further establish... We're gonna add with Elmo. There's gonna be a third kind of character or force in it. Mm-hmm. There's been one of the the resident Sesame Street who left before, and they're almost kind of forgotten. Their mythology. Uh, mytholo- Remember Telly Monster, the pink monster who is obsessed with triangles. Mm-hmm. Like Telly loved it. Telly escaped before, and that's that's you know, Big Bird. Part of his want is not just learning more, but he wants to find Telly, his old friend. Oh, everyone. Yeah. For, like, it's just willingly Elmo, and it's Elmo, evil Elmo, manipulating people to forget about Telly and even manipulating thinking never exists. So along with knowledge, the big thing uh, Big Bird is searching for is Telly. Mm-hmm. And uh,
2: Oh, and triangles could be the key to all to,
3: of Well, Telly is the triangle king of the wasteland. Oh, I see. He's kind of like an Immortem Joe type, but he controls all of the triangles which are now a valuable currency in the apocalypse. Everyone thought it was going to be bottle caps. Nope, triangles. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. So he is the triangle king ruling and, and he's very happy to see his friend Big Bird again. So now Big Bird has a chance to stand up against Elmo and Elmo's you know Dr. Doom super battle snuffle up against army they're ready to fight so we actually can have this big battle scene as much as we can with our budget with the Triangle Army versus Doctor Doom Elmo and they fight literally over the the final battle scene is Elmo is instead of like Doctor Doom I had this guy I was able we're on a tight budget I was able to steal one of the power suits from the Edge of Tomorrow Mm. the the Tom Cruise movie so we're just gonna put Elmo in one of those suits (laughs) and he's just gonna fight and then he's the same height as Big Bird and Big Bird's just going to wear, like, some triangle wasteland armor that's just triangles everywhere. He's going to have a pair of razor blade boomerangs that he's going to fight Elmo with. And we're going to have this big battle of Elmo and his exoskeletons suit against Big Bird. And they're going to kill each other at the same time. And the compromise is the residents of Sesame Street having lost Elmo are going to just decide to go away. And then Telly goes, I've, I've caused the death of two of my former friends by helping Big Bird in this war. And the compromise is... That the Triangle Kingdom will never, again, bother the Sesame Street drome, the holodrome. And Sesame Street will stay in its own independent world, pretending the apocalypse doesn't exist.
1: All right. So, Kara, you've got uh, a few revisions here. You've got some more details about where the plot's going and how things are going to be developed. Yes, the, quite. the Kickstarter is finished. What's the total budget at? And well, how are we going to make it work from here?
0: I was able... To shop this around to several furry conventions, Uh, we did get the final Kickstarter budget. We skyrocketed over the 2.5 million mark. Wow! So, but there there was a little bit of of a proviso. They did request that there be a homoerotic Burton Ernie side. Oh,
2: that was the stretch goal, right?
0: That was the stretch goal. Yes, that was the stretch goal. That 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 brought us. Over over just the two
3: Wastelander, assless pants from the Road Warrior, done,
0: <laughs> and and you know, and again, we we do have to offer certain screenings at their annual conventions. They also do request that Elmo show up in his suit of armor to MC- exoskeleton. Is exoskeleton? Yes. yes, yes, exoskeleton. So I I think I think with this budget. We can definitely add in the whole telemonster quest. You know, we might even be able to get Frank Oz. He doesn't have to come out of his condo, but he can maybe record... A couple of promos, you know, for us, you know, just to be used in the movie.
3: They'll sound really, really gritty too, because you'll just hear the disdain in his voice and <laughs> all the recordings.
0: but that, but it's already, you know, dark and dramatic as it is. So that will just add yeah, to the mystique exactly. of the movie. So I think that this is this is definitely. One that is going to get us a cult following. You know, once we get it streaming, uh, you know, we'll get it on Netflix. Um, we'll get it on Amazon Prime. We'll obviously have the Chinese black market too. So uh, this is going to make us more post-production. So we're, we can we can actually spend all of our budget up to that two point. Five million, oh, I'm sorry. Minus the 10000 for the Kickstarter. Oh, well, it's
3: 10%. Somehow, oh, we're oh. I mean, like a quarter of a million, but you know. Oh,
0: well, okay. Well, we may we may have to cut some with crap services. Um, well,
3: I mean, Muppets don't eat, so we're okay. <laughs> and you just feed puppeteers bananas and milk. I figured that out when I was working on this low budget. Like, that's all you need to do is the potassium keeps their arms from locking up, and then they like milk.
0: Oh, well then, there you go. So I, I think we should be set with that part. Now, I, I, you know, and we'll just have to make sure that the posters do, you know, we'll use the angry eyebrows to try to deflect children from wanting to see this movie. You know, we'll have to we'll have to work with the censors and the ratings uh, to just try to get this not. Not an X rating. It's not. I know as gory as we want it to be. Our
3: X rating's even a thing. I thought we got rid of those in like the eighties.
0: Well, for this, it's like
3: NC seventeen now. Like right, that's R NC seventeen.
0: Well, yeah. if we're adding in the whole, you know, Bert and Ernie sides story, you know, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be soft porn. So we might actually have to get an X rating for this. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, as long as
3: we avoid puppet dicks, I think we're okay. (laughs) I mean, if they keep their puppet loincloths over their puppet dicks, I I think we're okay. I didn't think
0: they had dicks, but still... Well, I mean, then how
3: can it be NC-17? There's no dicks.
0: Well, it's still full frontal. I mean... Irregardless.
3: Underworld Evolution showed an enormous amount
1: of flesh, just nothing like with a nipple or a dick, and they still managed to score a PG-13. Definitely definitely achieved the 2006 award for least arousing sex scene. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, so you can get
1: pretty deep without you, uh, getting up there.
0: Okay, so so actually, we will be safe. We will be safe. So so perfect. And you know, again,
3: oddly enough, Ernie's safe where it is, rubber ducky. That All works. Right?
0: That works, especially when you. That was what he
3: called it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway.
1: <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add, Kara?
0: Uh, n- <laughs> no, I think that's it for now. We'll have to we'll have okay. to work on our. Um, Feather Road, our our side marketing of having Big Bird and Elmo-branded dildos. Okay. Once once you know, again again, thinking of the furry conventions, that's yeah. that's where we're gonna make our money.
1: Alright. So I've taken all the data that you've given me and I've plugged it into the movie machine. Beep boop beep, 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 beep Did it melt down? <laughs> it did not melt down, it's turned out some, some very accurate results market predictions for your film. So, uh, you you don't lose any money because you're you're kickstarting it. So you've you've gotten all the money that you're going to get when uh, when you release it. You, you're not over budget. So you, you haven't really made anything though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people uh, watch the the YouTube trailers um, or you know the Facebook trailers that are posted for this. They don't really, for the most part, they don't really believe that this movie is real. They think it's, like, one of the Sesame Street parodies that's being made. They're posting it, so they're just like, oh, this is hilarious, whatever, but they don't think it's, like, an actual movie. And then it hits Netflix, and they're like, wait a minute, this was not a joke? Awesome! (laughs) So then they start watching it, and you're starting to get a little bit of that kind of money trickling in. Um, The... The scene where Bert and Ernie are just, like, getting hot and heavy, making out, and then just get sprayed with a wave of bullets as that's happening is reblogged on Tumblr millions of times. It's very I was very proud gift. of that scene. Yeah. You're, you're kind of in limbo. It's not really, like, a profitable movie yet, but you guys haven't really lost anything. How are the dildo
2: sales, though?
1: <laughs> it could be better. Was there
2: any controversy? <laughs>
1: Surprisingly, little controversy. There's, you know, conservative Christian moms who are, are up in arms a little bit about seeing beloved characters doing the things they're doing, but for the most <laughs> part, the kids who grew up with Sesame Street are are happy to shout them down. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you've just got a couple minutes here to make any final last changes or to reflect on the uh, the results thus far. So Ben, you have a couple minutes here.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, just kind of a few extra lines and Easter eggs. Uh, first off. I've added a line where Elmo says this tickles me the wrong way Um, (laughs) kind of put that sort of in the climax Um, oh you said climax (laughs) uh, you know either the climax of the movie or the climax scene up to you I was originally going to suggest making it a porn parody, but it turns out that that already happened, so we're good. Another Easter egg is I'm going to have uh, Menomena be the name of the machine that's brainwashing people because I think this will kind of be, make you look at the Menomena scene again, you know, those things, they want them to say Menomena, but when he deviates from it, then he's rejected. Uh, So it'll kind of bring a thing to that where it's kind of saying right from the very beginning, you have to say Menomena. And if you try to reject phenomena, you will be shunned. So, you know, I'm just really trying to make us re explore the old uh, classics here. Let's see. And oh, uh, finally, Oscar. Uh, I kind of want to give, I kind of want to give him a slightly larger role. You know, now that we are really going, it seems weird that we're not using a cynical character in this rather cynical movie. So, I decided that Oscar. There's a scene where you have Oscar's trash can, and they're like they think Oscar's in there because they're trying to kill him. And so they open it up and say like, okay, Oscar, it's over. But instead, uh, they find the body of Super Grover in there. Uh, So it turns out that, you know, one of Big Bird's early successes were rewriting when Super Grover goes down and he gets stuffed in Oscar's uh, trash can to sort of get people off the set. Well, it's
3: an extra-dimensional space, right? That too gets stuffed in there. It's like a TARDIS, just smelly.
2: Well, it turns out the trash can was actually a secret entrance to underneath, and that's the other twist. That's how they get out. It's going through Oscar's trash can to Mm -hmm. the under the control station.
3: All right, Kyle. Any reflections or changes? Oh, I'm pretty happy. I'm really glad that that B D S M Tommy gun scene. Uh, is everyone's favorite. That took, took, we shot that over the course of three days. Two of the puppeteers went down the carpal tunnel at one point. So I'm totally glad it was worth it. I mean, we had people massaging bananas and milk into their shoulders for hours to get them ready to to get that final scene. Because anytime you're doing, you know, a Dirty Sanchez scene with... (laughs) Bert and Ernie, it's very demanding of the puppeteers, and you know, when you're losing grips and gas because they're puking on the on, <laughs> off scene, it's really challenging. And, but we got it done, and now it's everyone's most memorable moment. So I'm, I'm very proud of that. In fact, uh, it's actually led me into uh, I, I got another gig from this, so I don't really care that it didn't make that much money because it got me work. The, fo- uh, the folks uh, at PBS Saw that there's real money to be made in these like gritty, kind of questionly object- objectionable remakes, and then they don't have to do fun drives anymore. So I'm doing a gritty remake of Shining Time Station, and with Ringo Starr, he's going to just be wearing a Gimp suit the whole time as Mr. Conductor, he's called Mr. Gimp. And DD Khan is going to be a dominatrix, it's just going to be amazing. Thomas the Tank Engine is just going to be like a death machine. He's going to have like razor blades and saws on him, and you know it's uh, uh Mister Sir Topham Hat is going to be the leader of the island. It's it's going to be amazing, and it's not wouldn't have been possible without this film. So I'm very happy. All right, so Kara, um, you
1: what are you going to do to uh, adjust this or reflect on this?
0: Uh, this this played out much better than I I had imagined, and this you know the tie in adding the phenomenon uh, into the movie certified our cred uh, as soft porn that song originally was played as a Swedish soft porn background music so you know the the uh, you know the porn canon is there which they were very very happy about in uh, both ways in both ways Um, it's so much that Barney's people have now uh, contacted us about refreshing his image Into a more adult-friendly way, Um, we are coming up with the Purple People Eater. uh, That is the next movie that is coming out, and again, that will not be kid-friendly. Yeah, it's Uh, just
2: begging for grittiness. It is.
0: It is. It is completely begging for grittiness. So I think I think we have a niche here. I think this. You know, if we can, you know, also approach, you know, Blue's Clues. You know, if this takes off like I hope it does, we may be able to get. The Muppet Show back on the air on you know HBO After Dark, so this this is this is going in our and the way I, I was hoping you know we were looking for an indie film and we found it you know this is this is exactly what I was hoping for so I appreciate all your help.
3: We create a whole new genre. <laughs> we have PBX exploitation.
0: PBX. We P-B-X. have our yes. P-B-X.
1: P-B-X.
3: Nice. <laughs> uh, well, nothing has really changed based
1: on your. Uh, Alterations at the end, uh, you all go home with enough money to live in your pocket, but uh, nothing really more beyond that. So congratulations on your movie not tanking horribly.
2: And I just want to say that I'm, this was such a pleasure to me because I have always respected the works of Jim Henson, and you know, he was kind of uh, my idol. This is exactly what he would have wanted. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, like, if he hadn't died, you know, I think yeah. that we would have been here much sooner.
0: It is my goal in life to have another Dark Crystal. Yeah,
2: I mean, if you look at Dark Crystal, yeah. this is just a natural
0: evolution. Natural dark evolution. Crystal to darker, Darker to Crystal.
3: Darker Crystal, but we call it Feather Road, and we have BDSM Burton. I mean, it's, it really was the next step.
1: And <laughs> uh, we will leave you today with a quote from our patron saints, our wizened sage, Guy Fieri. If you're cooking and not making mistakes, you're not playing outside your safety zone. I don't expect it all to be good. I have fat dogs because I scrap that stuff out the back door. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone.